John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Once again, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. It's been a difficult week for many of us, losing someone we love who's impacted our church and the people who were influenced by her life. Gina was such a person. This Wednesday morning we had the funeral and a dinner and uh, and that may have started the healing process but it's going to take a while. She worked through pain and struggles even when she should not. Many times when I spoke with her and other people spoke with her with her bad back or her diabetes kicking in and say, Gina, don't do it. She'd say, oh, I'll be all right. It's okay. And she would do what she shouldn't do because she loved helping people. She's remembered as one who gave out of the kindness of her heart. Many lives were impacted because she was Jesus with skin onto them. Many people know this about her. Now, we, that is our world, our church, our community, the people she impacted, need somebody or somebodies to rise up and take the towel of Christ as she did because she left hers behind and someone needs to pick it up. Her death left me unsettled. Not just because she died, but I was hurting, angry, and grieving before, during, and after the funeral. It was not something that normally happens, but I knew she was in the hospital and I had a funeral visitation that I was leading the service of that I had to go to. And the next morning I had the funeral and I was no way able to make it to the hospital to see her or I would have been there when she died and, and I did not feel good about that. Because when you love someone, you want to be there for them. Isn't that true? You want to support them and let them know that you care. And I was in such a place where that was true for me, for sure. And as I consider her life and thought about all that, I realized that in her moment of need, I couldn't be there. Although, at that time, she was in a coma. Because of all that, I didn't have peace. There wasn't any peace in that situation for me. I couldn't be in two places at once, let alone three. And I wasn't real present in the places I was because I was tired. And, and I'm thinking, as I'm thinking about her life and, and the situations that that brought to my attention, how am I supposed to talk about peace? How am I supposed to talk about peace, Jesus, when I'm not at peace with this? 
How am I supposed to have peace inside? You're saying I got peace that the world can't give and nobody can take away. And here it is. I don't think I got it. I don't have peace. You ever heard someone say that? I don't have a peace about this. I don't know really what that means, but I said it a lot this week. I think it meant that inside I was just unsettled. That I wasn't comfortable. There wasn't a, a sense of resolution about it. And as I read Jesus' words about a peace that the world doesn't know or understand because it doesn't belong to them, I said, I need that kind of peace right now. I need that. And this week, it seemed to be in short supply. Hmm. So how was your week? Did you need some of that too? Was it in short supply in your week? Were you scared, nervous, sad, grieving, overwhelmed, unbusy maybe? I don't know too many people who say, yeah, I'm not busy. I've not heard that very often lately. But if you look at what Jesus said, it, it stuns me that, that it's hard for me to realize what he said. Because I think when we read this verse, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives I give to you. So don't let your hearts be troubled or afraid. And he says, I'm going to leave peace with you. How do you leave peace? How do you leave peace? If I'm at peace, how do I give that to somebody else? If someone needs some peace in their life, how do I give them that? And Jesus said He's going to do that. It sounds almost confusing, doesn't it? And, and, and if you're trying to figure out what He's talking about by thinking, okay, how am I supposed to give people the peace of mind that I have? Well, let me say that again. Not the peace of mind that you want to give them. The peace of mind that you have in your heart. If you want to give them that, how are you going to do that? Yet Jesus says He's going to leave it. What does He do? Take a box of it and say, okay, here you go. I'm leaving this with you. Take care of it until I get back. It's not what He's talking about, folks. And if you think that His peace that He's talking about is like that, you're missing it. And it took a while this week for me to work through all what he was saying here. And it's just one verse about peace. But he also says he gives it. But he doesn't say he gives peace. He says he gives you the peace that he has. What kind of peace do you think Jesus has? He's facing scribes and Pharisees and naysayers and people wanting to kill him all day long. And yet he says, I got peace. How would you like to have that kind of peace? That'd be a good kind of peace to have. I think so anyway. I know Jesus says, I give not as the world gives. Well, it doesn't say... And this is how we read this verse. And I read it several times this way before I finally stopped throwing my own thinking into it. He said, I give peace, not as the world gives do I give to you. He does not say, I give you peace, but not the peace that the world gives. He says, I give, but not the way the world does. The world doesn't have peace to give. 
Listen to me. The world does not have peace to give. There is no peace in this world that it can give you. There is troubles. There's heartaches. There's short-term histories. Jesus gives peace. The world gives troubles. That's the simplest way that Jesus is saying that. I'm giving you peace, not as the world gives to you. I give you differently than the world gives. And we think, well, what, what's that mean? Some people think peace is the same time thing as the word quiet, or stillness, or lack of warfare, or lack of conflict. But that is not peace as Jesus gives. That's the way the world considers peace. And Jesus says He gives the peace that He has. What kind of persona do you think He carried around where when people were challenging Him, He was still calm, collected, and answered with integrity and without sin? I don't know about you, but the peace that the world gives does not create a sinless life. It creates a troubled life. I don't believe the world could give peace. Even if it had it, I don't think it could give it. And, and the peace that Jesus gives is a different kind of thing than the world gives. Because the world can't give peace. You know, I've heard songs like that say, give peace a chance. And that, that's talking about lack of conflict. Or um, uh, when they say, what is your dream for this world? Well, I'd like world peace. That is not the same as Jesus' peace. That's world peace. Which they mean is that everybody would get along in harmony. That would be peace. That would not be peace. That would not be Jesus' peace. When you hear what Jesus' peace is and understand it, it will take the most difficult circumstances you could ever face and transform it. Do you need peace this morning? Do you need the kind of peace that passes your understanding that even in the most troubled situations, no matter what's going on, you have a peace inside that you don't understand why it's there? Do you want that this morning? Do you need that in your life? I think Jesus offers that and says, I'll give it and leave it with you because we need it. That we have to have it. Like I said, I've been unsettled. This week, Gina's death and not being able to be there, being at a funeral, loss of a family friend, changes in life and situations, all these different things that are coming at the same time, issues everywhere it seems, I'm tired all the time. Um, And without peace, reading Jesus' words and asking, what is peace, would be a good question that you might also be asking when I said, do you need it? All week I've not been able to connect with what Jesus said. Have you ever found His promise of peace unsettling or inaccessible? Well, I don't have peace. I'm not peaced in that. I don't have a peace about all this. Do you you find yourself recognizing that? I want to tell you something. The peace of Jesus Christ is not something that comes and goes. It stays. It doesn't fluctuate back and forth. It's present all the time. I could not connect to this peace this week. 
I could not relate and I became more and more frustrated as I tried to figure out what Jesus was talking about. And it created more stress because I couldn't figure it out. I had to talk about it today. Because one time I knew what this passage referred to without a question. I knew that piece of past understanding. I could talk about it and I could understand it and explain it. But for some reason, I had no joy, no desire to celebrate God's goodness or his word. Something was missing. But what? What happens in us when the joy and the celebration of God's goodness seems distant? When we don't know how to celebrate the goodness of God because things don't seem so good. And we don't think that Romans is telling us the truth when it says all things work together for God's good. Maybe you are that way. But then a simple truth in a memory came to me. Like I said last week, I have a bad memory. Well, I proved it this week. It took me a whole week almost to get this memory. Psalm 51 hopped into my mind. And verses 10 through 13 rang clear and true. And I want you to hear those words. I've got them for you on the screen as well. It says... Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. It's what it felt like I was saying, God, don't take anything away from me. I need you. Restore to me the joy. That's what I was saying this week. Restore to me the joy. Then it says, of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous spirit. And then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Listen, when we don't have a confidence in God, we don't really want to talk about it and put it out there with great faith because our faith waxes and wanes sometimes. And so when that happens, we don't have confidence in our walk with God because we forgot what he's done for us. When we forget what God's done for us, we lose the peace that's present and our awareness of it. It's still there, but we lose focus on it. Salvation for me was an unforgettable transformation. The peace and the joy that came in that moment has never subsided or gone away. And every time I recall it, the joy of the salvation that Psalm 51 talks about rises back up in, and I remember, I remember what I said and how I felt immediately afterward. I said, I'm not afraid of tomorrow. I'm not afraid of what will happen to me because I know that I know that I know that He loves me and I'll be with Him in eternity. That I know this. And there's no question about whatever happens in life that this was true. And for a fearful person to say, I am no longer afraid of what will happen to me, that's amazing. And sometimes we forget the joy of the salvation and the truth that our lives are transformed in that moment. I just needed that joy restored. And just like David said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. When your joy comes, I'm confident again. I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to talk about what Jesus did to me while in it. 
That I can be a vessel again and talk about His goodness because I remember that no matter what happens, God has been and will be with me forever. That confidence comes back. That confidence is knowing you belong to God and nothing can strip you away from Him. That God has called you by name, created you for Himself, and when you redeem into His kingdom and His family, there's a difference. And you know it. And you're confident that what God said is you're there forever and there's nothing that can be done about that. So when stuff happens, that doesn't change. Nothing on earth can change what God ratified in heaven that you've connected with at salvation. Joy is the foundational outpouring of the peace Jesus gives. Listen, you can't be joyful if you don't understand your relationship with Jesus Christ is locked in. There's no joy that can come from an insecure relationship. It's just not possible. I've been in some. It doesn't work. You never know what you're going to get from day to day. But when you are secure in the relationship with God, the part of you goes... He loves me no matter what I do. I can celebrate. I can be myself. I can be who I am and respond to Him out of a heart full of love that is loved. But when you're loved, it's different than when you feel like you're not. Do you have a joy within about God? Do you have a confidence in knowing that you belong to Him and there's nothing in this world that can strip it away or remove you from His hand? Do you think there's anything that can happen in this world that can say, I'm bigger than God? Do you think there's anything that can tell God, you shouldn't love this person anymore? Do you think there's anything strong enough to do that? I think not. I know not. But what happens in moments of our lives, is we begin to focus on the unsettled world around us and it's trying to give us its unsettled, ungodly perspective. I'm trying to find peace in a world of chaos. Do you think that's where Jesus left it? (laughs) I think not. He didn't put it out there so i got to go get it. He put it within us And it's in remembering who we are and whose we are that that peace resides. That's how he leaves his peace. What's his peace? His peace is, I belong to my Father. He's well pleased with me. He will glorify me. He loves me. He'll receive me to himself. And he'll give me all things. He said these things with a full confidence that peace says, I know who I am. Unpeace says, I don't know who I am. Unjoy says, since I don't know who I am, I don't know where I belong, and therefore life is not joyful because I don't know how to celebrate who I am. Do you know that you belong to God forever? Do you know that? Is that something that resonates deep within on a level you just can't explain, you just know? Or is there a part of you going, I, I want to know. I want that peaceful confidence like, like you say you have. 
I want that like Jesus had. And Jesus says, I can give that to you. And he will leave it with you. If you don't have that, how valuable would that be to you? And if you have it, you know how valuable it is. This only comes from Jesus. Only Jesus can do that. The world can't give you that relationship confidence because it doesn't agree. Jesus leaves the peace with us. He gives it to us. But we cannot have it without having Him first. You can't have the peace without Him. He's a package deal. God says, you want me, you got to get the Son too. You want me and the Son, you got to have the Holy Spirit too. You want the peace, we're a package. You don't get part of us, you get us all. And once you realize you get it all, wouldn't that be worth celebrating that you get it all? It's like a kid going into a toy store and you say, this is yours, you can have all you want. Kids are going to go, all of it? I don't even know how to begin to start. There's so much. Well, that's what God says to us. You have it all. Peace comes, and Jesus confirms this, from restoration and oneness with Him. We love Him in such a way that we want to please Him by doing what He says. And all He asks us to do is love. And He's going to give us the ability to love one another by loving us and showing us how. And so if we love others as He loved us, He's going to manifest this peace in us. Do you understand? This promise is conditional on us loving. Because He's going to give us a peace that the love of God within us actually is a transformative love around us. That it changes the world. When we lose sight of that, when we forget that, when circumstances or situations pull us from that peace and thinking, God, what's happening here? It's all falling apart. I don't know what to do. My life's going crazy. It's at that moment when the voice of God is strongest available if we'll remember. If we'll remember the joy that He gave when we first came to know who He was. Because in that moment, in that moment, Jesus gave you peace. Forgetting that moment or forgetting the truth that who He is is real to you can allow the circumstances around you to think there isn't any peace anymore. And you'll start talking in world's terms. I don't feel peace about that. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a confidence that you belong with God and you can live your life out knowing that you'll be with Him eternally. That's peace. That's not faith. That's peace. Faith says it's true. Peace says I agree. My whole body knows this. And no matter what happens out here, in here I know I belong. That peace overwhelms everything else when you allow it to reign supreme. And what Jesus says to us in this passage now makes sense. He says you have a choice to let your heart no longer be troubled or afraid. 
It's the last part of that verse. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have a choice when you have peace. You can either listen to the peace or you can listen to the circumstances. But I want to tell you something. Jesus understood our hearts get troubled and afraid pretty easy. They really do. Because we're fragile and life keeps changing and and things happen all the time. So we don't know what the future holds. And so we go, what about tomorrow? What about this? And anxiety rises up. Jesus says, do not let your heart be afraid. God is bigger than that. Your connection with God is bigger than what you're fearful of. He knows. He knows. He knows what's coming. He knows what you've been through. He knows how to bring you through. If you let that relationship guide you to the other side, He will do it because He's left you with the peace that says this is true. Well, maybe you had a week like I did. Maybe you didn't. But I do know this. I needed this peace. I needed the reminder. And it's no coincidence in my mind that God used a reminder of a funeral liturgy. Let not your heart be troubled or be afraid, which is how he starts this chapter in this verse on a week of a funeral when I didn't have any earthly peace anywhere. So in life's changes and transitions and movement, Fears and anxieties, Jesus says, your heart doesn't have to be troubled or afraid if you let my peace reign. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you that this week didn't end the way it ran, but ended with peace again. And the joy and the confidence knowing that you are bigger and greater and stronger and will always be and always have been and that you have pulled each one of us and called us by name with your Holy Spirit to say, I am with you and there's nothing that will stand against. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your restoration. And I ask that the work of your peace would have its way again here today, just like it did this week in me, that those who are struggling with it would say, Lord, I've been looking for peace in the wrong way. Remind me that I belong. Tell me I'm yours. Whisper to my spirit, which will witness with yours, that you are my father. I am your child. You're my daddy. And I will always be with you. And nothing can take that away from me. I need to know that, God. If that's the cry of your heart this morning, as I pray, Lord, I ask that you would hear our cry. Hear our prayers. Amen.